0: Welcome to another of the Short Cood Street podcasts, which Jonathan Straughan and I have been doing since almost forever now. Uh, This is Gary Wolf, and today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by author and editor and even scholar and professor, Delia Sherman. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us, Delia.
1: Thank you, Gary, for asking me. I'm very excited. I
0: I, I wanted to, uh, you you actually have a doctorate and you actually taught college for uh, off and on for a while, haven't you?
1: Yes, I did. I, I have a PhD in, in Renaissance studies from Brown University um, back in the back in the eighties, and and I couldn't get a job, so I, I taught a lot of freshman composition, <laughs> which is
0: pretty much the fate of everybody who's gotten a PhD in the last forty years. I'm afraid
1: this is true.
0: But at any rate, uh, you've you've certainly made a useful career for yourself. I'm wondering if this thing is recording me. Mm but well, so what, what, it,
1: what it really taught me was um, how to do research because i'm i turned out to be an extremely poor critic and a very good scholar uh, so i since i didn't I, I i discovered that that I could write historical fiction and i knew how to do that
0: <laughs> and well I, yeah i remember uh, the, the porcelain dove which is kind of a classic now and it's one of the first novels i remember reading which read equally well as a fantasy novel and just as an historical novel Oh, thank you. But that- meanwhile, the question, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Yes, no, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say we were going to get into the question of what you might have been reading during the lockdown, since this is what we always ask on these things. And and, and, and what your approach to it has been, because I'm finding people with so many different uh, approaches, some wanting to go to comfort reading and to just return to something pleasant, like a murder mystery. And other people want to be ambitious. And they say, this is okay. This is the time to get through proofs once and for all. Uh, where do you fall on that spectrum?
1: Well, I kind of fall on both ends of it. Um, I am currently researching a, a a novel that was set during the Franco-Prussian War and the siege of Paris, uh, which basically means that um, there's a great deal of research to be done and a great deal of material that can be done because it was very well documented. and And I've been reading quite a lot of it in French, which I do read fairly well but that's where i'm that's where i'm being ambitious is reading french newspapers from 1870 and 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 memoirs and things like that, um, which takes a lot of concentration, um, leaving me with absolutely none for fiction, that uh, the beginning of this entire thing, I couldn't read anything at all. I mean, I could, no. I, I could really turn it on and say, I am doing my work now and I'm going to read this history of the, of the Paris commune, but I couldn't, I couldn't focus on a lot of fiction. So, um, I found myself listening to audiobooks uh, wow. and mostly audiobooks of things that I had heard, read and heard before. Um, Miss Freyney Fisher's Murder Mysteries Gotta Work Out. Um, and I also started listening to, um, I, my favorite kind of mysteries are the nineteen are, are, are the are the early ones, the from the early part of the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. So I find myself listening to, um, you know, to Niall Marsh and Marjorie Allingham and all of those people who were who were working with a certain, not not necessarily cozy, but they were usually amateur detectives. They were right. various kinds of people. And there's a woman writing now called T.E. Kinsey, K-I-N-S-E-Y, who is writing a series of, of mysteries um, about a lady hardcastle. And it took me far longer than it should have to realize that basically what she was doing was taking Peter Whimsy and gender-switching him.
0: So- I was wondering, if yeah... Because I was wondering if you're going to mention uh, Dorothy Sayers at some point along.
1: Well, I'm fond of Dorothy Sayers, but I did not go back to her much. Um, wow. I, I my heart really, oddly enough, belongs to Niall Marsh, uh, okay. who I find an absolutely fascinating. She does a lot of theater stuff. She does a lot of theater mysteries, and I just I just love those. <laughs> um, so. That's that's a lot of what I have been reading, and I have read a lot of Dickens. Um, I mm-hmm. listened to a lot of Dickens, um, and that's wait,
0: wait, wait a minute, a lot of Dickens is a lot.
1: Well, yeah. In the past six months, I have listened to um, I have listened to our mutual friend, which is my favorite Dickens, and I read it every year, um, and Bleak House, and Nicholas Nickleby, and um, uh, one that I. Oh, yes. Little Dorrit. And yeah, that was the last one I listened to. How long does it take to listen to something like Bleak House? Well, when you walk every morning for Uh, over an hour, um, it probably takes about a month. (laughs) And I also listen to it while I'm knitting.
0: (laughs) uh Do you have any uh, books that you'd recommend for people to try to de-stress? I mean, I guess the stress is kind of leveled out at some point, but I have a feeling it's going to come back.
1: Well, it depends on who you're talking to. I mean, I find that it goes in cycles. That that there's that that you know something will come up on the news cycle, and then suddenly the stress level will go up. But you can't live like that. Hmm. Um, the 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 mysteries. I think partly because they're structured so that chaos happens, the unthinkable happens. There is loss. There is when you really start thinking about, you know, some 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 of the mysteries are somebody dies and nobody seems to care very much um, Mm -hmm. about the person and about the psychology behind it. What they're interested in doing is find out who done it. They're more interested in justice, and they're bringing back. And they're bringing back mm. the order that having a body in the middle of a library or whatever um, has disrupted. Uh, so it's, it's comforting to read that kind of mystery because you're not that emotionally engaged, but you are engaged. And what you're coming mm. to is a sense of order, um, which right now seems to me to be, you know, really important
0: that's both a sense of order and a sense of closure as well
1: yeah exactly exactly but, i mean
0: I, I always thought this about mostly about agatha christie but to some extent um the other period other writers of that period uh that the world they're very conservative kinds of fiction because at the end of the story the world is exactly the same as it was at the beginning of the story
1: it 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 is um, the thing that I like about the Lady Hardcastle mysteries is that they are about progress. So oh. the world is it, it is it is they're they're written sort of to- World War One is 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 on the horizon, and they're they're writing about they're it it. it, it it actually could be that they're it's I, I can't because i have a terrible memory for dates um, they, they they could be in the 20s but where whenever they are set you get a feeling that things are changing very fast so there's one about women's suffrage f- women's suffrage mm-hmm. there's one that 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 has a great deal about the new kind of, of um, movies being made so that 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 this is just is 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 this An invention of Satan. Is this a good thing? Um, late lady Hardcastle loves making basically stop motion film, and that is her hobby, uh, which I think is completely delightful. Um, Every, every single one of them has as its basis the ones that I have read so far, which are all the ones that exist. Um, it is, is, about change. so the world is changing and what doesn't change is human relationships and what doesn't change is the need for justice not necessarily because not, not, not everybody gets arrested or carried away. some people get forgiven just like Sherlock Holmes did it um, but I mean it's it, it, it's really interesting but no it's not a, it, it's about it's about mystery in a changing world and they're very cheerful. They're 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 funny and they're beautifully written and they've got a lot you know they they, they they've got a good heart.
0: Mm-hmm. When you're doing research, like you mentioned, uh, looking at the Paris Commune or old uh, newspapers and this sort of thing, do you come across neat things like the idea of making stock motion movies and think I've got to use that somewhere?
1: Well, you can't use everything. <laughs> No. <laughs> unfortunately um i have i have done i have used about as much as i can but um if you it depends on what kind of book you're writing and and the mm-hmm. book i'm writing seems to be oddly for me political i don't usually do this i usually avoid it but this one seems to be getting political under my hands and um, i think that the reason for that is not too hard, far to seek uh, <laughs> um but it it's it's um it is hard to keep some of those details out and I keep thinking I wish there was some way I could work this into it but not not this book. Not this <laughs> unfortunately. book. No, Maybe the first. next one. <laughs>
0: well, the, the argument which has been made I forget by whom that there is no such thing as non-political fiction.
1: That's true, but oh. this one is more about politics.
0: Ah, okay and i wonder why that would be on your mind
1: yes yeah yeah i wonder it, and i have no and and i have no control over that politics either cuz it happened
0: mm-hmm. Well, are, are are you working on a book a book for adults now i assume
1: it is vi- yeah, yes a great deal the the entire first section takes place in a um disorderly house so- okay <laughs> so yeah, absolutely adults um, i it I ran out of I ran out of children's ideas I ran out of of um and I couldn't make it y a because I don't think that y a has gotten quite so loosey-goosey that it could deal with you know <clears throat> brothel life but um, but and I wanted to write about war, and I want I wanted to write about grownups. Um, uh-huh. and this and I have been thinking about this book for something like twenty years, so it was time to write it already.
0: I don't blame you for wanting to write for adults, but don't you find? And I find this out talking to uh, people about um, some of your work as well. About Smallbone, for example, a lot of adults seem to like that. You seem to have a lot of adult fans of your kids' books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm just, I'm writing, I'm just, I, 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 Read um, Ursula K. Le Guin with with considerable interest, uh, and, and about the, the things that she wrote about writing. And she wow. always said that when you're writing a book for children, you are writing a book before you're doing anything else, and that you shouldn't that you shouldn't have little tiny ideas, and you shouldn't have you you shouldn't talk down to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am simply writing the books that I would have enjoyed when I was. 10, 11, 12 and 13. Um, and that was, I, I really, that's my, that is one of my comfort places. I, I, myself kind of missed out on being a teenager entirely. I didn't get it. I, <laughs> I just wasn't a very good teenager. And so I can't do that. I also can't write to the teenagers of today because we live in different worlds. Um, and I have absolutely no experience or feel for theirs. Um, but I do know what it is like to be an adult. And I do know mm. what it's like to be starting out in life. Um, so that's what I write about. Uh, now and and I feel like I need to ex- to exercise that part, um, the adult part. I, and I have ideas for three adult books, and if I you know live to be a hundred or so, I might who <laughs> knows, have ideas for more children's books. I write yeah. very slowly.
0: It, it, it sounds like you're certainly keeping busy with ideas, which is something that we can all be envious of. Like, well,
1: because- they're all ideas I had a long time ago, but okay. that's okay. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, we've run a little bit over time, but uh, it's it's been a delightful talk. So um, again, this has been uh, the Cood Street podcast. I've been talking with uh, Delia Sherman, and thank you so much for joining us, Delia.
1: Well, thank you. It was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun talking to you. I really enjoyed it.
0: Hope we can talk again soon.
1: Me too.